Thursday, August 26, 2021. The Paul Truesdell Podcast. General business and economic observations, individual wealth tips, tricks, tools, and techniques, along with things that made Paul and Team Truesdell raise their eyebrows, shake their heads, and purse their lips while taking a deep breath. Due to our extensive holdings, that of our clients and your host, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. By listening, reading, or using this podcast and website in any manner, you understand the information presented is provided for informational purposes only and agree to our terms of use and privacy policy. Okay boys and girls, it's time to relax with coffee or tea, whiskey or wine, while driving, relaxing, or going for a walk. It's dad's time to talk about things that the limp-wristed, loafer-wearing, soccer dads are afraid to talk about. And for all the emotional-based midwits, this is not the podcast for you. Bye-bye. Well, let's talk a little bit about the leading causes of death in the United States. One of the topics I want to just broach with you for just a moment, just kind of get it out there, is what a comorbidity is and how it influences what the actual morbidity numbers that are out there. Now, I know of a gentleman who got a sore throat back in 2020. And as a result of that sore throat, he was not able to get to the doctor. He just wasn't able to get in. It was just one of those things, not a big deal. Kept putting it off, putting it off. Went to his local doctor. And the guy eventually, you know, said, I think there's a problem here. By the time they were able to get to a specialist, because so many places were shut down, unless it's an emergency, you're not coming in, yada, yada, yada. It turned out to be throat cancer. It was an ugly tumor. And he is now in really bad shape. Probably um, a short timer, not probably is a short timer, and just not a long time to go. So here's the issue there. When you have something that is killing people, cancer, and it was not able to be treated, although it was treatable, but it was not able to be treated because you had medical lockdowns, and those medical lockdowns are the result of the COVID pandemic. Let's say he does not have COVID, right? He does not have it. No matter how many times they spin the blood and look for any kind of trace, he doesn't have it. Did he or did he not die from COVID? The answer is he died from cancer. But is it a contributing cause? Now, in the world of litigation, in the world of criminal justice, in the world of analysis, in the world period, you have something called contributing factors, contributing delinquency. So was COVID a contributing cause? Was it an underlying comorbidity cause of action? And the answer is yes, but there are distinct facts and figures in terms of heart disease and cancer, unintentional injuries, intentional self-inflicted injuries, suicide, for example, stroke, chronic lower back 
issues, respiratory issues, Alzheimer's, diabetes, influenza. So in 2015, 44,000 people killed themselves in the United States. Suicide. There were 2,712,630 people died. Now let's go to 2020. A dramatic increase in the number of deaths. 3,358,418. That is a dramatic increase. We should do something about it. Obviously, suicide also went up dramatically. It went from 44,193 to 44,834. Ooh, okay. Well, how about kidney disease? 49,000 people died of kidney disease. Well, actually, 49,954 in 2015. So let's just round it up to 50,000. 52,000 in 2020. So the leading cause of death in all years has been heart disease. 630, 635, 647, 655, 659, 690. Oh, that's a big increase. So you see that we have continued increases. Sometimes they have a jump. Why? Because of an aging population and because of other factors. Now, when we talk about influenza, we talk about 57, 51, 55, 59, 49, 53. You've had years, 2019, when influenza went down. And now they're saying 53,000 died. And this is according to the National Center for Health Statistics, not the CDSC, the National Center for Health Statistics. So you can find the report at cdsc.gov, nchs forward slash deaths, and you can dig it out. So it's part of this larger government organization. The point being is that some things, sometimes they go up, sometimes they go down. But the cause of death will continue to go up based upon the age of the nation. So what you have to do is take into account that as well. And if the overwhelming majority of those that died from influenza or pneumonia, the basic good old-fashioned flu, if it's this year should be around oh, 55 to 60,000 people, which is your normal, you need to take those people out of the deaths that are being counted for COVID because they would have occurred anyways. In addition to which, you need to remove the deaths where the comorbidity is such that something else was the primary driver that would have happened anyways. But when you get to something like, for example, if you have a million, million and a half people die in a year, that would be a big deal. We have a population of 330 million people. So... If you had 1.5, 1.6 million die in a year, that would be a lot. And we've had. We've had some amazing pandemics. Let me give you a couple of years. In 1980 through basically 1991, let me give you the numbers. 1.5, That's million people died of the COVID. And it's amazing if you think about it, because if you go back from 1973 and then you ramp forward to 2017, actually 2018, because we've got numbers for that, 58,177,710 people have died from COVID. These are real numbers. And they've not been reported. That is... Basically, what, 18, 19, almost 20, 18, 19, 20% of the population has been killed since 1973 from COVID. Now, I want you to think about that for a minute. That, that's a lot of people. And it's not being reported. Why is it not being reported? Because that is the number of abortions that we've had in the United States legally 
since 1973. Now, you're probably going to say, oh, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's not fair. Well, let's just take flu. If flu is knocking off about 60,000 a year, then from 1973 to 2020, I'm sorry, 2018, we're going to stop at 2018, we've lost 2.8 million people. Now, let's look at actual murder. That's pretty easy because, you know, murders are murders. Are mur easier to count, probably an accurate number. We've lost 860,000 people to murder from 1973 to 2018. What's the point, Polly? The point is people die. People are subjected to pain and suffering. Traffic accidents. The actual number of traffic accidents during that same period of time total approximately 19.4 million people. A lot of people have died in traffic accidents. You more than likely know somebody who has died in traffic accidents. Now, we haven't even begun to talk about heart disease. I haven't talked about cancer. Let's talk about drowning. You know that drowning, every time a child drowns, the news media will get up and do an emotional story and we'll talk about a lot of different things. Yeah. If you want to get people all, all worked up, find a story of some little kid who was basically a member of the unlucky gene pool from birth. They get COVID and they die and you promote it as a rapidly expanding number of children that are dying. Even in my own office, I've got people that hear these stories and they extrapolate one into a whole lot more. Numbers are a funny thing. And if you understand numbers, like I understand numbers, how you actually can put a dollar into the stock market and it has a multiplier effect of six or eight crazy mathematics that are very, quite literally, the case. You can get somebody who's a complete liar and they can make numbers say whatever they want. I'll, I'll give you a real quick example. If you have $1,000 and you make a 100% rate of return, how much money do you have the next year? The answer is $2,000. Now, the following year, you stay fully invested and you lose 50%. How much do you have? Well, half of 2000 is what? $1,000. You're right back to where you began. However, the unscrupulous investment advisor will tell people who are not that bright when it comes to numbers, who will buy this, 90% of the population will buy this hook, line, and sinker. Hey, Bob, congratulations. You're averaging 25% for rate of return. Let me show you. You made 100% minus 50%. That equals 50%, right? And 50% divided by two because you've been in there for two years, you're averaging a 25% rate of return. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, numbers can be manipulated. And you can say things with numbers in a way that people will go, oh my God, such as not attributing properly comorbidity statistics and making them primary. If somebody dies in a traffic accident and they had COVID, if they are transported to the hospital, they still have a heartbeat. They haven't yet, you know, they're doing all their things. So they really were dead at the accident scene, but we keep them alive. The heart's still pumping away, but the brain's gone. Family comes in, they eventually go ahead and comply with the person's living will. They unplug the person and a few hours later they die. They die at 12.01. So the date of death is going to be for the following day for the accident. The person was killed in the accident, but the death is going to be counted in the following day. So the date of injury is different from date of death. Date of injury, date of treatment, date of decision, date of actual event different dates. If you tested positive for COVID and if that hospital receives more money for the treatment of COVID and they treated that person for COVID whether they did or didn't, could that be a contributing factor to what people are talking about from border to border and coast to coast? So understanding mortality in context to a pandemic is really important. There are shifting patterns of more mortality. There are shifting patterns of morbidity 
And the leading causes of death are always going to be the same thing. People will say there is an underreporting of the pandemic. I get that. I have no problem. Talk to me about it. I want to know that. But I will tell you the number of drug overdoses in this country have also gone up dramatically because of lockdowns, mental illness, people who are just simply terrified of their shadow. Drug overdose deaths have been unbelievable in this country. The amount of money that is made by these drug lords in Mexico because of the fentanyl, the core ingredients coming over from China are unbelievable. And that's not acceptable. And we are seeing declines in the life expectancy in the nation, declines that we really haven't seen since 1942 and 1943. But there are a lot more causes to this. There are reasons, but everybody always wants to have the magic formula and the secret trick. I've said this for years. Can you imagine the difference in our nation if you had 53 million more people that would be going out there? And you're having more and more people like Reuters doing things called fact checks, and they go out and they destroy arguments that literally are legitimate arguments. So there are two or more conditions in a patient. The, the COVID combines with other illnesses, triggering issues. I get that. But I just got done looking extensively at the Presidential Council on Physical Fitness, and there's not a doggone thing on there that closely, even remotely resembles what I talk to you, those who listen, those who are prospective, and those who are existing clients nearly every day. Physical wealth is one of the most important things you can control in your life. You can't control everything. You do realize you will die. Something will eventually kill you. We all need to get out of the way for the next generation and the many that are here to come in the future. But the reality in life is physical wealth is primarily predicated upon daily strength, endurance, and flexibility training with natural nutrition and hydration and everything in moderation. It is, period. End of story. End of story. And you can control that more than anything else. And if you look at society society today, where people are selling ovens and like these uh, microwaves, where you get your food delivered to you, you don't go to the store, you're too stupid and lazy to cook a meal. You, you don't know how to boil water. You take the package, you have it scanned, and the machine automatically knows exactly how long to cook the thing for. People say, oh, it's for convenience. It saves me time. You do realize it is the ongoing degradation of the ability to critically think. It is. I mean, you literally have people who do not know how to chop a salad, how to put things like blueberries in and make a, a spring salad, or do, there's so many different combinations. What can I do it for? Well, maybe you put some lettuce on a hamburger bun and make a hamburger. I don't have hamburger. I have, I have hot dogs. I don't have hot dog buns. Okay, we use a hamburger bun for your hot dogs. Oh, I can't do that. I mean, I can go on for hours. I've heard people say they don't cook. The number of women who traditionally cooked at home who no longer cook is astronomical. People that go out and, they, well, we're going to go through the drive-thru to get our food tonight and take it, bring it home. And that's a nightly occurrence. You want to know why people are dying? They're dying because they've lost basic fundamental capabilities to take care of themselves. The more urban you are, the less long-term you're thinking, and the shorter you're thinking, the shorter your life expectancy. Period. End of story. And when you smile through the screen, I wish you could be with me. So I lay my head to rest when the sun is rising. I'll start a brand new day. Well, let's stop this. I, uh... 
I want you to always remember, never forget. One of the things I have the capability of doing is breaking things down into the simple. So when I talk about things like this is dad, when I talk about soccer dads, soccer fathers, there's a reason for it. And uh, people that understand that, you're, you're in a small, you're, you're in a very small group. Our clients are not dumb. Our clients have intestinal fortitude. Our clients know right from wrong. Our clients know a good deal. And uh, the reality is, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything anymore. I'm not, I never have. And every time I do, uh, it, it turns to poo. This is uh, called Time Traveling by Sarah. And uh, enjoy it. With that, I'll see you tomorrow. And I'll pick up on some more things. Guys, just remember, deal with facts. Appreciate the emotions. But just deal with facts. You can't lose if you just deal with facts. But ever so near So I lay my head to rest When the sun is rising I start a brand new day Around the moon is shining I long to be with you In all the places you have been So today I am time traveling So today I am time Sun